West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, now more than ever. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? This goes back quite a ways. I was doing my generations keynote back in the day and met a gentleman named Dan Count. And many, many years later, he contacted me about a potential all-employee day training event, which we did plenty of in those days. It was for a bank called the New People's Bank out in Virginia. Well, when I called to speak to him, uh, this is just an observation. I'm not saying it's scientific, except that I called this bank like seven times in December and January of last year and this year. And I've got to tell you, the thing that jumped out at me as someone who does a show about putting on a great live performance, the people that answered the phone at the New People's Bank were sensational. I mean, to the point that I'm talking about it. Right now, it, is, it was so uncommon that I noticed it, and I've been telling a lot of people about that. And so I thought, what would happen if I just, whoop, you know, I almost said picked up the phone book, but I don't have one of those anymore, and just started calling a couple of local banks here. So that's exactly what I did. I want you to listen. There's nothing bad about these. Uh, I'm not sure there's anything really extraordinary about them either. You listen and you decide. This is the happy bank. That's a lot to live up to. Hey, Lucy, I'm just making sure that the lobbies are open in case I wanted to come open a new account. Oh, yes, sir. They are. Mm-hmm. They're open from 9 to 4. Awesome. All right. And so do I need to bring anything with me? Uh, just your ID. And that's it? That would be it. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so very kindly. Have a good day. Bye now. Bye. Up next, Prosperity Bank. Hi, Dawn. I'm just checking to see if the lobbies are open in case I needed to come over and open a new account. Oh, yes, sir. We've been open, yes. Oh, good deal. And where exactly are you located? We are off of Common and 306. Oh, I think I know where that is. By the old Rudy's? Oh, further down. Almost to the end of 306. We're dead into the 306. Got it. I know exactly where you're talking about. Thank you so very kindly. Now, of course, the sales trainer in me in my former banking life is like, hey, wait a minute, ask for a time commitment, sell some features and benefits, but no big deal. I mean, just very fine. He's very kind, congenial, polite, nothing wrong with those two calls. I mean, you can always say there's room for improvement, so what, B plus, A minus, whatever the case may be. I said, I made, oh, six or seven phone calls to the New People's Bank. The first ones were in December of 2020, and the first thing that jumped out at me is when you're on hold in December, they, they have this on-hold story about the real meaning of Christmas. Joseph and Mary and the manger and the baby Jesus, and look, the world is still exactly where it's supposed to be. I really admired that. But when people picked up the phone to speak to a relationship banker, it actually sounded like they wanted to have a relationship 
with you. Uh, it's just a difference. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's a thing in terms of tone and melody in their voice. And it wasn't once or twice. It was every single time. These wonderful, you know, Appalachian accents coming through the phone. How may I help you today? What can we do for you today? It's just wonderful. And so the more I got to know about New People's Bank, I was like, man, I've got to talk to the person in charge of this wonderful, elegant banking brand. And so that's what we're going to do after the break. We're going up to the Commonwealth of Virginia, the old Dominion, to talk with their president and CEO, Todd Asbury. And we're going to do it all right after this. It's conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, the death by PowerPoint, and the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. Ah, yes, that's Jerry Lee Lewis, but this is Todd Asbury. Hey, Todd, how are you? Hey, Jason, I'm doing well. Thanks for the opportunity to be with you today. Oh, good, yeah. Well, we know how your career is going right now. You're the president of New People's Bank. But, Todd, tell us, what was your first job in banking and when was it? Sure. Uh, well, 33 years ago, next month, uh, month of April, I started out as a summer help teller at a bank mm. um, and was working part-time. And then I went to uh, uh, part-time while I worked in school, so I stayed with it beyond the summer and then eventually became full-time and worked full-time while I was going to school full-time. Really cool. And now, do you remember on that first day 33 years ago what passed for technology at the bank? Uh, well, they had the CTR, <laughs> which was <laughs> like one, one monitor in the whole branch <laughs> that everybody would go to and pull up an account. But uh, typewriters, a 10-key teller machine, microfiche uh, to pull up and look up old statements, yep. those types of things. What are the kinds of things that you do in banking and finance? Well, I worked in accounting, and so I was in the accounting department. I also did credit analysis and loan review after I graduated from college. Uh, went from there, went into the accounting at a holding company. And at the holding company, we were in the process of bringing together – it was a multi-bank holding company at the time. So we were bringing together all of the back room and uh, consolidating that at the holding company. So. I had a lot of great opportunities during that time to learn a lot of aspects of it, uh, of banking. And in that time, we bought some banks and uh, was part of that, part of uh, uh, mergers, and and then eventually was part of being sold. (laughs) Our bank was sold to another bank, so I was on that end of it as well. Uh, That was in 1997 uh, when we sold to another bank, and I had gotten my CPA license in 1997. As well, so I did have a two-year stint that I was in public accounting uh, from '97 to '99, and uh, was in their financial institution niche and was auditing banks. So really, I was still in banking practice uh, and in banking and learning a different side of it from the audit perspective and SEC reporting and uh, employee benefits audits and taxes and all kinds of different things from there. So that was a good opportunity as well. Todd would go on to work as a controller for some startup banks and then made the decision to move to Charlottesville. Well, this other bank just kept calling him. The bank here uh, would reach out to me each year, the four years that I was there in Charlottesville, 
asking me if I would like to come here. And this is, you know, here being in southwestern Virginia where I'm originally from and my wife is originally from. So uh, timing was never the best timing until the last time. And so when that last call I got, uh, we, we, we made the move and came here in December of 03. Started as the CFO here and was the CFO for 11 years and then became the president CEO in December of 2014. Next, I asked Todd, now that you're president and CEO, did starting as a teller help you understand all the different levels of the bank? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you get to meet the people, and uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're there, and you see the demands of what takes place at of the front line, and you're there, and, uh, you know, you try to make every experience as, as great as possible, but some of them are not, and you have to deal with uh, confrontation sometimes and angry customers yep. and yep. Uh, pleased customers and balancing and keeping everything in order and yeah. selling and all kinds of different aspects to it. So, yeah, that I think it is very beneficial. And what about all those friendly people that I talked to on the phone? Tell us about the New People's Bank. Thank you. I appreciate that comment, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, before I shared that with some of our employees when we talked offline uh, last week and we rewarded some people, uh, our our call center in particular, uh, as to the comments that were made and they were very elated by those comments because we've made great efforts to try to make sure that we try to have that friendliness in person and on phone and whatever route that a customer does contact us. New People's Bank, you know, uh, started back in 1998, and it came forth from the uh, the founding CEO uh, was the CEO of what was called People's Bank, which had been acquired and, and had been through uh, a couple of mergers. And actually, it was one of the subsidiary banks of the holding company that I worked for in the mid-90s. And when that holding company was sold in 1997, uh, the founding CEO of New People's Bank started a de novo in 1998 called New People's Bank. So uh, New, you know, when you look at the name of it itself, New uh, basically uh, becomes old pretty quickly. So we've had to make a lot of effort to keep New fresh uh, in our name through 22 years, nearly 23 years of being in business. And... Uh, we've had new branches, new markets, new technology. We have a lot of innovative things and use different uh, uh, new ideas, I guess, that we keep bringing to the table and to our customers. Uh, you could say we're high tech, but also we're high touch. And part of our name is not only new, but it's peoples. And I think that's reflective of the key strength of our bank because uh, relationships is, is key. Uh, and having strong relationships with our customers and, and communities is is, is what has made us successful. And uh, part of our mission statement is that we apply the golden rule. And so mm-hmm. the way that we, we use the golden rule in how that we serve others, we try to treat others the way that we want to be treated, and we try to give the uh, personal touch in all of our relationships and, and to be friendly. And not only friendly uh, with a smile on our face, but uh, also knowing what we're talking about and being a trusted advisor to to the uh, employees and make everything you know done with excellence and and seamless to our customers and thirdly we are a bank and so as a bank there's a reputation uh, to uphold as being a trusted financial institution that that people can uh, deal with and we have uh, 21 different locations in the 
central Appalachian mountain region in southwest Virginia and northeast Tennessee and southern West Virginia and western North Carolina. And we do a lot of things in these communities that we have our offices. Uh, we volunteer in different community organizations and we go to the different schools and we make donations to help with education and charities and economic development and, and to those in need. And, and as a bank, we're a trusted partner in the communities where we both work and where we live. And we, we try our best to help our region thrive. And we feel like that's a responsibility that we have of a stewardship really of, of, the, of, uh, of the bank in, in our region. So. Once again, I have to pause and call out the credit union leadership that often tries to vilify for-profit banks. Banks are full of great, abiding, decent people that do great things in the communities in which they're located. One of the things that the New People's Bank does, maybe better than anybody in their area, is provide financial education. It's a huge part of their culture. So we asked Todd to tell us about that. Sure. Yeah, we, we uh, started back in 2008 uh, uh, going into the high schools and doing financial literacy training. And we have a program, uh, it's called How to Do Your Banking. We started out in five schools and now we're sponsoring 36 schools. And as wow. of today, we've reached 30,165 students. Uh, they're educators and, and their parents. And so this program uh, is available to area high schools and the students, what they do, they learn to make wise financial decisions and uh, they use uh, digital and printed student workbooks. Uh, it's also role play simulations and, and video exercises. And those lessons help them to save and to budget and to, uh, uh, to it introduces them to the world of electronic banking and, and uh, as well as having a checking account in, in balance and, and reconciling it with the bank statement are all part of this program. So as a result of this, and, and not only as a result, but part of our strategy with this is to educate our young people about financial uh, literacy, but also to become front in, in their mind at a young age uh, of New People's Bank. Uh, because a lot of, you know, we, we don't have the money that goes out of what the large banks do and all of their advertising right. on TVs and different things like that. But, but we have the opportunity to get right in front of them and, uh, and talk to them about the services that we provide. And instead of them immediately gravitating toward one of the larger banks, they, they learn that we are able to offer uh, pretty much every service that, that they would want at a larger bank with the uh, digital services and so on. Right. We have an account, a student account, called the COOL account, K-E-W-L, which stands for Keep Earning While Learning. And uh, with that, they can have a debit card with their school logo and school name on that. And so when they open up that account, they open up that debit card. Each year, uh, at the end of the year, we make a donation to their school uh, for the students that, that do that. So uh, we have, you know, we have a representative. Uh, the teachers will teach on this about seven, seven different sessions that they talk about. And they will invite someone from the bank to come and visit in the classroom and talk about, you know, about the world of business and finance and career paths and offer insights into, you know, the fun and creative aspects of, of banking careers. And so uh, we lead those discussions and we also help them to prepare for their financial literacy test because that's required to be taken and passed in the Commonwealth of Virginia before a student graduates. 
So we've, we've identified and we've become part of the solution to help our students to pass a required test. Uh, and, and I'm proud to say, uh, I'll boast a little bit on, on the effectiveness in this. In the schools that in southwestern Virginia are rated at the top in the nation for teaching kids about money. Uh, the national test score rankings show that Southwest Virginia teachers are leading in teaching these math and life skills. And one school uh, by the name of Hurley High School took the number one spot for testing scores. And 13 other high schools in Southwestern Virginia have ranked in the top 100. So we think this is a very worthwhile endeavor and we're glad that we're able to, to do this and to partner with our schools. If you don't have people going into these high schools, folks, you are not going to reach that next generation of homeowners and car buyers. That is absolutely the best practice for marketing to Generation Next. That is being where they are, when they are, and for nine months out of the year, that's at school. So they've combined a necessary need, you know, passing that financial literacy exam and marketing their brand at the same time, intentionally engaging their audience as every banking brand should. Next, I asked Todd, let's talk about COVID-19. What is your message to the customers and the employees as we come out of this? Yeah, it has been a year, that's for sure. The, the central theme of the message that we've been sharing, at least over the last, last year, uh, with our employees and our customers has been an initiative called We Care. We've not only done it in word, but we try to do it by our actions, uh, you know, to help safeguard our employees, to safeguard our customers, to offer even more digital solutions for them, uh, to arrange for those appointments, to do different things like that, uh, that helps and to, and to, um, you know, to keep them all safe. Uh, we do care about our employees and we do care about our customers. And, and that caring is not just during a time of pandemic, but that's a caring that we have for them beyond, you know, and for the future as well. Uh, but, you know, during the pandemic, despite uh, having our lobbies closed and working through the drive-through only uh, and lobby by appointment, uh, we have grown in loans and deposits, and so we've had new relationships <laughs> nice. come in. Uh, we've been able to do over $50 million in PPP loans. So we've had a lot of customer. We've helped a lot of customers with uh, deferment of loans when you know uh, when that program opened up last year, uh, and and nearly all of them are back on a regular schedule. So, uh, you know, I think we've been I think we've been there for our customers and our communities. And we will continue to do that. So I guess that would be the message that I would want to share is that we've been through the rough times with you. We're going to be there for you in the good times, too. And we want you to, you know, there's a bright future for, for all of us together. Todd told me that he was bitten by the banking bug. But I asked him, had you not gone into banking, what other career might you have considered? I started out with the thought of going into pre-law. And uh, I didn't go that path, and, uh, but there have been so many things that I've done in banking that's been related to legal uh, work with SEC compliance, with bank compliance, yep. with, you know, all kinds of different uh, laws and, and things that you have to deal with. So, uh, so I guess I've gotten satisfied with that. I, I thought about being an architect at one time, and, and uh, there have been so many different projects that I've been involved in in banking, you know, building things and being a part of that. So I think I've been satisfied with that as well. And in addition to pursuing a great banking career, he has also been pursuing a tremendous calling. I also pastor a church. 
So I'm All a pastor right. of a church and have been pastoring for the last 17 years. And so, uh, you know, there may come a point at where that becomes my full-time uh, work that I do and and leave the banking behind, uh, but that is a, a big part of what, you know, I do too. So, uh, and I guess it's probably an oxymoron to hear of a, a pastor banker, <laughs> but, uh, but know. you know, but again, that, that caring and taking care of people and uh, uh, just carries over, I guess, uh, throughout. Well, pastor banker doesn't sound like an oxymoron to me at all because I've seen and heard the golden rule treatment for myself treating other people the way we want to be treated. And, of course, if you thumb through the book of Proverbs, the best-selling book of all time has got some great financial advice. If you apply the book of Proverbs to your financial life, you'll never be overdrawn in your checking account again. Next, I asked Todd a question that we've been asking all of our guests. Was there some television show or series that you discovered during the pandemic? that you might not have otherwise. Yes, um, and, and I had kicked and screamed, and my wife wanted me to watch uh, Downton Abbey with her. <laughs> and she, she was talking about how she really loved it and everything, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Well, I, I watched one of the, the shows, and I kind of got hooked. You and me both. Well, it was wonderful getting to know Todd, and I thanked him so very, very kindly for taking some time out of his day to join us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you, Jason. I, really, I enjoyed it. Thank oh, you. What a great job. Oh, great, great job. The golden rule. Why wouldn't you want that applied at your bank? It makes absolute perfect sense. And so Pastor Todd, a.k.a. the president of New People's Bank, was such a great conversation that I had with him. The interview is but a small portion of the overall conversation that I had with Todd, and I really enjoyed it. To everybody at the New People's Bank that's been so wonderful on the phone, I can't remember all the names, but the people that helped get this show put together, Dan Counts, Madison Van Dyke. Madison's probably still trying to figure out, what is microfish? Is that like a little fish that you catch? No, it's just, just Google it. And of course, Tracy, Cordy, thank you all so much for all of your help. And of course, thank you, Pastor Todd, President Todd, for joining us on this show. And to everybody at New People's Bank and everybody listening. And my wish for all of you is one of the best Bible verses. You should probably memorize it. It's number 624. May the Lord bless and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May he look upon you with favor and give you peace. And if you're offended by scripture on a banking podcast, wait for it. I don't But I do want to thank you for listening to Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Apply the golden rule to your employees and your customers, and you will. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.